should go to thingsaboutthings.com slash watch and realize we're on YouTube. So you've been if you've been on Amazon Music, Spotify, iTunes, all those, stay on those, like and subscribe, hook a brother up. You can just click like, boom, do that now. Click subscribe, if the plus symbol, whatever it is. Find us on YouTube, like and subscribe. Thumbs it up, subscribes it up, comment it up, say good things, like and subscribe. Comment, say things, five star it, all those things. I don't even know if it does anything, but they tell me that I'm supposed to say those things, so I'm saying those things. They tell me I'm spo- that it's going to help something, don't know. Let's find out. Hook a brother up. Also, patreon.com slash things about things. Just give like a dollar a month. You can be a big dog, deep pocket, like some of you. You're giving five a month. You're like, you know what? I got five on that. Things about things. It's really good. Patreon.com slash things about things. Because of the supporters of things about things, that's why we could transition to video, why the studio exists, uh, how the studio exists. We got we got lights, we got microphones, we got cameras, and uh, it's because there are people who are like, you know what? Things about things is really good, and I'm going to give a dollar a month towards something that I think is really good, that I enjoy, that I've been listening to for a few years. That uh, that sometimes is about a topic that I really like, and sometimes isn't. But either way, it's really good. Uh, it's simplifying concept without sacrificing depth. It's also just kicking it with friends, and you learn some random little thing. And it's also uh, seriously meta conversationalist sometimes, and it's seriously some Renaissance stuff going on here. Things about things, it's really good. Go to Patreon.com/slash Things About Things. Hook a brother up, give a buck a month. And as always, you can go to thingsaboutthings.com. So, so yeah, so to, to catch up a little bit, um, since we just started recording, yeah. I'm launching a YouTube channel, um, uh, essentially kind of a tiny desk style slash gems on VHS slash Western as fuck slash our vinyl. There's a handful of YouTube channels that are already doing this, which, you know, why do we need another one? Well, um, <clears throat> I think we have some of the like just just the the relationships that I've built yeah. since moving up here in Boone I think it's a crime that the there's so much talent up here and I really want to get that out into the world yeah. and 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 it's funny because we have these songwriter festivals in Boone right where you know, that, that showcase a lot of people that have, you know, in my opinion, probably in years past come through and been part of the community at one point, but they're not necessarily still here. Um, and so you've got festivals like Boonerang, which the whole idea of Boonerang is, you know, musicians that at one point had a connection to Boone and they're now coming back like boom, like the Boonerang Mm -hmm. effect coming back to play the you know this festival that happens in the summertime, and I, and I think that's really great. I have I don't have any critique on yeah. that at all. I think that's wonderful. Um, 
But it's a live event. It's, it's a, a li- different It's context. a live event. And, you know, um, we had, you know, my wife and I had reached out to Boonerang last year because it was just super it was fantastic. I don't. You, I, we you were Kimberly there. and yeah, I were volunteering. Were volunteering. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got the yellow shirts. We yeah, felt so it, cool. Like all we were was, doing is handing out maps. It was awesome. I have like <laughs> yeah. like it was. I it blew all expectations. It's one of those you're like, I live in this town. Yeah, yeah. It was it was so great. Yeah, yeah. And it it made you want to be involved, and you're like, I want to be part of this next year, yeah. right? Um, and so we like emailed or, or you know. DM'd Boonerang like that, that. This was so awesome. Like, yeah. how can we get involved? You know, right. um, and you know, maybe it's a bit selfish to be like, we didn't mean like, how do, how can we get involved in like volunteering, like so handing out maps? Yeah, right. right. But like, and, like this is the skill set that like, we have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're musicians. We live in Boone. Yeah, you know, and there's dozens of stages. Surely there's there's an opportunity to to. Either play music yeah. or video or both. Right, exactly. And, and you know, they were generous and said, hey, yeah, yeah, just reach out to us next year. You know, we're going to be doing this. We're hoping to do it every year. And yeah. so we were like, sweet. And then, you know, a month or so ago, we see, you know, I follow them on Instagram and they basically announced their lineup and it's already booked up. And we're like, oh, we had no idea. Like there I, was no call I, for. Yeah, I think it's um, and I don't mean this as an accusation of them because I no. don't know the con- like yeah. how they felt about it. But maybe your message was just kind of an anonymous message that they didn't really take that seriously, yeah, and that and, was and that was it. Like, it. And and honestly, or they forgot that would be or, fine. And or if they forgot, I get it. You know, nobody. Yeah. You know, we're still somewhat new to the area, but anyhow. It did get me thinking, like, okay, I know so many talented songwriters, and it's and it's not just the Boonerang Fe- uh, Festival. There was the Antlers and Acorns mm-hmm. uh, Festival, and I'm wanting to say they're they've got uh, John Paul White headlining this year for it. Cool. I'm assuming he has some sort of connection to Boone because the whole Antlers and Acorns Festival is um, it's marketed at least as yeah. a you know, uh, Boone songwriters festival. Yeah. But, but still like, you know, you know, a lot of the same folks that I know and there's just not any sort of, uh, I feel like the, the, the music scene is very fragmented and fragmented and, and, perfect and, word and sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, well, fragmented is one, but also, um, siloed everything you've siloed. got like those are two really yeah accurate. you know you've got like the you know a very a really vibrant you know college music scene you know with whether it's punk rock or whatever but just like you anything still it, play punk rock yeah. these days yeah. I don't know but, uh, but you know it, but the point like the university can't be the only thing right that's well, a classic well, boon conversation yeah. so you've got you've got a vibrant music community there with house shows you've got. You know the Jones House that are doing really, really yeah, fantastic stuff, yeah. um, and yet it, it feels like everything. Like you, you almost have to decide what, where, where you're going to focus your energy, right? If you want to be part of any of those, you know, movements. And so my hope um, <clears throat> is to find a way to sort of connect 
all of those. I, I think styles. you're talking about kind of curating art. Yes. Not not trying to influence what right. the art is that's created. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Curating it. And I think that I think what's relevant to this conversation a little bit is church culture. Yeah. Because sure. you have like sometimes the silos, mm-hmm. you can trace them back to a church that they felt connected to at one point. Yeah. And the artistic expression that came out of that particular mm. place at that time, yeah. And then they sort of have their little bubbles of friends, and mm-hmm. they're that's not all of what you're talking about, no, but, but I but think I mean, it's a relevant part know, it, of it, it. That is a it, that is an organic way that those relationships and scenes develop. So, right, you know, when I lived in Charlotte, for example, um, a lot of the bands that we played with came out of. Um, we we kind of joked, uh, we we joked about it and called it like post worship music, uh-huh. you know. But it was like kind of you know stadium rock slash ambient slash you know we we all drew from similar inspirations like Cigarettes or U two or and and like it's know. because maybe the the kind of experience you're trying to create combined with you know probably a certain demographic of time of type of person mm-hmm. there also mm-hmm. lends itself to a certain kind of music that is created. Yeah. Yeah. And and I feel like there was a general sense of camaraderie and there there were um outlets for that to happen in in yeah. Charlotte, you know, and, and there still are. You know, uh there are music venues that are dedicated to, you know, artists that have you know, maybe they don't have, maybe they can't draw 200 people to a show, but they can pull maybe 30 or 50, right? Um, <clears throat> and there were dedicated venues that that were for those types of bands, right? And, yeah. they, you know, and so maybe you would start off playing some of these smaller venues. And, and when I say smaller, they're, they're still highly regarded in Charlotte, so like I, I'm thinking of venues like the Evening Muse. Yeah, that's the one I thought of. And I don't. Even, is, I didn't even live in you Charlotte. Know, hands down, my favorite venue I've ever <laughs> played so- and attended in Charlotte. One because the the owner Joe uh, just really cares for the musicians and really cares about the people that he brings in. He's very intentional about that, um, and you know, <clears throat> like. Yeah, the, maybe the venue only can legally hold. I think it's like eighty people, you know. But even if you, if you play there and, and you you do a show on a Monday night and you invite your friends and maybe only fifteen of them come, feels like like a it show. still feels like a show because yeah. the way that the venues. Well, and designed, when I went to a show, Jeremy, Jeremy, and yeah, I don't Jeremy remember, Car- yeah, yeah, who yeah. else? I don't because I didn't, li- I wasn't. In, I didn't live there, and mm-hmm. I'm not a musician. Sure, I just was had these connections and friends, so I was like, "Oh yeah, I think he might be the bass player," and you oh, know, right, and yeah. I think he might be. I, I didn't, I don't know them by their instrument. I knew them by like saying hey and having a beer with a friend that I right. knew or something, which mm-hmm. I, I actually liked that. Oh yeah, because then it wasn't based. Their value wasn't based on how they good, they, right. how good they were. But I knew they were good because of who they were associating. But yeah. I swear that night, their cover of American Girl to me. Is oh, better yeah. than the original. Like that's how that's how much I liked it. Oh yeah. Well, and it's like so, <laughs> and so I don't care how many people there. Maybe twenty, thirty, right, right, forty. So so allow me to just continue to to dote upon or show my affection <laughs> towards the Evening Muse, which yeah, is yeah. like hands down best venue 
anywhere. Like if you can play a show at the Evening Muse, please, please, or or, or go to a show. Um, I I sadly have missed out on the the most recent ticket sales for, um, you know, one of my favorite artists, Kathleen Edwards. She's going to be playing there. Okay. Uh, I think maybe she's already played it. It was either March or April. Okay. Um, but uh, like they bring in like some seriously big acts, right? Like I saw the Civil Wars. So really, they're trying to curate good music, is they're, what it sounds it's like. Good they're, music. they're not making it. They're not bringing them in because they're big. They're right. bringing them in because they're right. good. <clears throat> but but like <clears throat> e- even when even when I went and uh, you know went and saw the Civil Wars there mm-hmm. uh, back in their heyday, or mm-hmm. it was probably right before they hit it real real big. Uh-huh. Um, but they still were too big for Evening Muse. Maybe. Yeah, they were probably. Yeah. yeah, I mean it sold out, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and again, selling out's like eighty. Yeah, eighty people there. Um, and it, it's not easy to get 80 people to come to something. I'm just saying. No, it's not. Well, well <laughs> unless you already have local, fame or right, something right. like that. Well, and, yeah. and clearly, you know, you know, Civil War is dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but even then, it wasn't like they were charging you know fifty dollars a ticket. It yeah. was still like ten, maybe fifteen bucks yeah. to get in. And it's a legit bar. It's a legit bar. <laughs> That's cool. You know, and they're keeping it real. Is what they're doing. They are. They are. Yeah. And. You know, I'm so glad that they survived the the pandemic because yeah. they were the one venue. I mean, and and you know, again, you know, Charlotte's got some fantastic venues. You know, I love Visualite and yeah, you know, uh, the Amos's, which whatever, like they shut down, reopened, whatever. There are a lot of great uh, solo or independent venues operated in Charlotte, and I love all of them and very thankful for them, but. But uh, yeah, Evening Muse certainly holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. So they're actually very much an inspiration for um, what I'm wanting to do with yeah. with this YouTube channel I'm starting. So yeah. I don't know if I mentioned it's called Home Economy. I uh, saw it on the screen. But yeah, so it's called Home Economy, Economy, and and you know the name. I was trying to find something that felt nostalgic and also sort of gave a nod to like house shows and yeah you know likes you know grassroots grassroots yeah you know and so home economy just felt like a good fit I love that. Uh, yeah it, it feels nice um and so that's kind of my you know i would love to be what say like the evening muse was for me and for my music community when i lived in charlotte you know, they gave us a platform and like not just a platform, but like a legitimate, like it was good. You know, it was a good platform, a great platform. I want to be able to do that and offer that to um, my friends and or, or, or not just my friends, but like yeah, people yeah. I know here, you yeah. know. Because, but virtually, at least at first. At least virtually, because, you know, it still blows my mind, you know. Boone, I I love Boone. It drives me crazy that we don't have a spot like the Evening Muse. Do you or, understand with, for a comedy show I'm trying to have how difficult? Because it's yeah. the same. We're looking oh, yeah. for the same rooms. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. looking for a room that 50 people can show up and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Same with, I mean, not. I don't yeah. know if it yeah, has you to be don't, that you exact want to. You don't want to go to a venue that people are already there having their dinner and then just show up and be background. I've done that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and 
plenty of bands like that's kind of the only option that you have here. which is good right? i think it's good to do in your life but sure. it's not the ideal venue yeah you yeah. Want, it's better to have intentional listeners that's exactly and watchers or whatever right right and so, an engaging audience mm-hmm. take it or leave, like maybe you'll be good and maybe you won't but they will be listening and they're going to be paying yeah, attention and they'll appreciate there, that you tried and right they they come to that location because they are there to listen to you right yeah most we don't have that unless you're you know really su- uh, successful and you're playing at like Schaefer Center. Yeah. This has been something that Joe's a lot of us have wanted for a long time, but Joe being in music and then also, you know, Travis at 641 downtown mm-hmm. with the right. Rec- I mean, he he's a good connection for you because yeah. he knows so many of the musicians. I know. I hate that I, because he was here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Right? yeah. We did vinyl records and we also did uh, another one on Boone area community uh, radio. Yeah. Radio. Yeah. And, uh, but he's, he's your connection because there are mm-hmm. probably all sorts of bands that are doing little shows at, you know, they're mm-hmm. going to do it at Cardinal or Lily's right. or, or at 641 or at mm-hmm. um, Black Cat or something like that. And there's yeah. like little pockets. This is something that a lot of people have been talking about for a long time. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist per se, mm-hmm. but sometimes I'm like, what? Something has stopped this mm-hmm. somewhere along the way. And... um not going too spiraling into total conspiracy as much mm-hmm. as I'm just kind of going, there's got to be something that some reason. Yeah. It might just be something as simple as when you have top of the line equipment and venues mm-hmm. 500 yards away at the university, you don't bother trying to fight for it to exist on, yeah, on King I don't know, Street but, or but like, what, something like that. You, you know, know? It, that's kind of like. I don't know, that that makes me think of like Charlotte, you know, where I grew up, you know, you, you did have the bigger venues where you would have, you know, say, well, I'm trying to think About now. 500 or something like that. Right. Well, yeah. Like, so you had like Tremont Music Hall, which has since shut down, but you know, that's where, where. Like I, I, I like remember a symphony seeing, orchestra would go or something or no no this was oh, like no? okay. I went and saw like Goo Goo Dolls oh okay Goo okay. Goo Dolls there back in the day um, and they were it, I mean you know this was like late nineties um, you know but that's where I saw like Goo Goo Dolls I saw um, was it Edwin McCain no I saw Edmund uh, Edwin McCain at Carowinds but, uh, like <laughs> classic yeah classic yeah, Charlotte story yeah. Uh, delirious. Okay. Like so, for all you CCM people, <laughs> I saw Delirious at uh, at um, Tremont, and you know, but it was like it was a great venue because that was like the perfect spot. Uh, Mute Math, Mute Math actually opened for Delirious at that show, right? Wow. So there were probably I don't know three hundred people. You know, but that size of a venue. All standing. All standing room, yeah. Big open room. Yeah. So you're talking about the Orange Peel in Asheville. Yes. You're talking about, I mean, and people have been saying this. But Orange Peel is like 800 people, right? So it's much bigger, right? But you know what, though? I've been to shows there with 300, and it didn't feel empty at all. Right, right. Like, I didn't feel like, man, we didn't pack this room out because it just sort of didn't, I don't know. The way it's, yeah, the way the room's designed, maybe... I don't, we don't need the 800 yeah. one in Boone. We, we need, need the 300. We, we need we'll sell 300. for the 150, man. Honestly, or I, would, I would love like a 
100 person room because honestly you've got legends you've got but you um, have to be an app state right uh, function or whatever right but but like if you were to have or sponsor app state fun- sponsored that's the loophole by the way right okay so but like <laughs> if you were to have like so so most of these bands that are like the house show scene right yeah the house show scene blah, 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 house show scene she's seashells <laughs> i know right it's the beer <laughs> i'm sorry um but like you've <laughs> like got that fourth scene. of one beard. <laughs> no, well, I had beer before. Oh, one and a fourth. Over. One and a fourth. <laughs> so, um, but you've got that. You've got a scene that's already existing, right? And it yeah. and it exists with the you know, um, yeah, with these house shows, which you know, again. That's awesome. You know, I've played house shows. House shows I awesome. love. I love it. I think it's a fantastic. But sometimes you want to you want to try in the public, right? You know, and and maybe I just you know I'm new. I'm still relatively new to the area, and I'm like 42 years old, and no one's going to ask my band to play a house show with college kids. But like, but you could do what I did and just play in your own. Well, well, that's that's what we've done. You know, yeah, we've yeah. done we've done house did, shows okay. in our. It, well, you you've been to yeah, them, yeah, like yeah. in our neighborhood, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, we've done a handful, and you know we've had you know a decent turnout where you know it felt lively, and, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But to have a dedicated venue where you know if you were to go and play, and you know maybe only forty people show up for it. And it still feels lively. That to me, it's awesome. We need to have and something forty like that. people showing up at a venue that maybe has some food or drink, or but mm-hmm. at least is a central location with parking mm-hmm. is logistically with different parking. than forty people coming to your yeah. home and you're texting people to figure out where they should park or who should yeah. carpool or get dropped right. off, and then. Uh, that's cool too, by the way. It that is has cool. a major cool factor. It to does. It. it does. But it, but it's different. Yeah, it's the, they're different experiences. It's harder to pull off, and and then you know with house shows you've you've got to, you know you you're you've got to worry about, um you know, sound. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like protocols. acoustics? No, no, no. Well, I mean, oh, that like, too, the, but like the laws of the, the laws of the neighborhood, yeah. right? You know, yeah, because I sadly, you know, maybe we'll cut this, but I've been that person who's I remember. You know, when you well, complained about someone else, I well, you know, like, and again, like, I, I hated. You've to arrived do it, at this season know, of life, but this was this was a Friday night, and like, loved it. They were playing. They were doing Jimmy Eat. No, no, it wasn't Jimmy Eat World. It was, um, uh, the other big band. Uh, the other big band. <laughs> the oh, the other one. The other one that's like Jimmy Eat World. Uh, Mr. Brightside. Uh, what are they called, bro? I was listening to all black people during, <laughs> dude. I, like, there's so many bands. I'm Everyone's like, like, anyone who's listening, they're like shouting it as they're, you know, blah. Uh, you know, I'm Mr. Brightside. Uh, God, why can't I? Shit, it's gonna bother me now. I gotta the band. I'm picturing a T-shirt: Jimmy Eat World and that other big band. It's. Death the killers. The oh, killers. dude, the killers. Jeez. Yes, I'm so sorry, everybody. The killers. So I've been. I, uh, let me temporarily deroute just for a moment. Right. I've been trying to. I don't. I don't want to go 
too far down this path on this conversation because right. it's a deep dive. But I've been listening mm-hmm. a lot more old music, okay, in the seventies in particular, mm-hmm. but also some eighties and and like picking up stuff. And I have my own like stuff I'm focused on. But every once in a while, I found like I found a Kinks album, and I had never oh, owned right. the Kinks. Yeah, yeah. I had never listened to them ever. And I Kings was like, that, all I know is a duo, British right? Invasion, yeah. but didn't get as famous as the Beatles somehow. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Bought it, 10 bucks, played it, loved it. Yeah. But like, I, pe- people talk about the Kinks, and I was like, I'm supposed to know who that is, but I don't know who that is because I was listening right, to you right. know, all the stuff I was listening to. So the Killers are just another one on that list. No, it's, it's like, okay. like cool like, people like the Killers. That's That much I know. Cool uh, people like the Killers. I feel like I feel People like, who I think are cool like the Killers. Okay, well, okay, fair <laughs> enough. I will say I feel like the Killers are um, like a band that you know, like post evangelical cool people like. Oh, interesting. And then, and then like I, I did a show. <laughs> I did a show once with um, there was uh, this really fantastic artist. Uh, her name she's a, a trans woman. Her name is uh, She Returns from War. Okay. Like really, really cool, like super rad artist. I think she's got some stuff on gyms on VHS, which oh, okay. um, we were talking about earlier. Um, really cool person. I'm wanting to say she is local to Charlotte or maybe she's Atlanta. But mm-hmm. uh, I remember playing a show and we were, this was at uh, the Visualite in downtown yeah, yeah. Charlotte. And we're hanging out backstage uh, between sets and she I say she he whatever they uh-huh. um, she was like uh, made some sort of comment about like oh god like that band they're, they're probably really into like Death Cat for Cutie <laughs> and like and everyone, Nailed it. Everybody was laughing, and I'm and like, I feel like personally attacked. Like, so that's in that Death same. That was why I guessed them. I, I I didn't realize that's why I guessed them because before you said Killers, I said Death Cab. Yeah, for well, Cutie, like Death because it's sort of in that same. I love Death Cab. people, right? So, but but to be fair, Death Cab, like the trilogy, like I, what what I would call the trilogy album uh, albums, which is like Photo Booth, Plans, and um trans or yeah photo booth transatlanticism and plans okay like that's the those Holy three that you know everything after after those albums some of them like uh what's it called kazuki or or whatnot like there were some albums that were really really good uh that i still appreciate but that that yeah there was a trilogy of albums that like for me that form those formative years yeah, man. when you're it's, like yeah when it you're, shapes you yeah. somehow and yeah. uh it's not necessarily good or bad right it just is it's yeah. like forget that there are positive or negative ways of saying mm-hmm. things it's like what bands influenced you when you were at a certain age mm-hmm. yeah it's not a it's not a qualitative question it's just a simple right. question sure and uh the question is like does that last hmm. like what you got fed from those voices during that time, mm-hmm. does that stay? And you, so, do you still so when, think when you that say, way? Do you, does that stay? Like, how do you mean? Um, let's just assume, this might just be a false assumption, but let's mm-hmm. assume that they were teaching you something and mm-hmm. you were believing what they were saying. Okay. Do you still believe what they were saying? Yeah. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so, so, you know, everybody has their formative years and... Dude, that's so cool. That's a fun yeah, every, conversation. Yeah, everybody has formative years, right? Yeah, and, and for me, that time of my life, you know, so this was, you know, early 20s, early mid-20s, you know, you're, you've, you know... Sarah and I, we got married young and probably, probably too young, but, you know, no regrets, but, but definitely. Yeah. Same with Kimberly and I, no regrets. We were were still figuring out who we were as human beings. Right. Uh, Yeah. Excuse me. Human beings. And I feel like those albums were like soundtracks for your life. It's funny because I think of my, as when I was a, Hmm. I'm gonna say maybe between the ages of like eight and eighteen. Mm-hmm. If if you if when I think of the music that shaped me, yeah, I think of between the ages of eight and eighteen more so than in my twenties. But I can't help but think it might have something to do with what you told me about your upbringing. Mm. When you hit your twenties, might have been when you started listening to what you wanted to listen to. That's true. Yeah, what? because because. You didn't have anyone saying I, you're not supposed to listen to that, right? Well, you know, I. You know, growing up in the household, you know, the, yeah, the growing up in in my household, like secular music wasn't necessarily, you know, banned, but <laughs> frowned upon. <laughs> well, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but but I certainly, you know, my youth group was very much. You know, we had in my youth group we had the the CD burning parties. Oh and, boy! Oh boy! Yeah. I'm still angry about some of the gems that you had. Oh man, yeah. you know I had you know so many REM and Weezer and Nirvana, Pearl Jam. You know, like just yeah. And then somebody convinced bands. you that was wrong. Yeah, yeah. So so of course and you just so you do what your cultural leaders tell you to yeah, do. Yeah, you, yeah. You know because you you're in the moment and you want to please. God, but really that also really kind of translates as as pleasing your your ministers and the people who are and your peers over and your peers and, and like then also you. like maybe if there's any negative message from any of them yeah. that can be used to justify the entire ridiculous experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is quote like one like. Oh, well, you know, Kurt Cobain with his drugs. Right. Oh, okay, I should throw everything I've ever owned away because he had a drug problem. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> right. and, and I remember, I remember, this was, like, I remember when Chris Farley died. This was probably, when did Chris Farley die? That was probably Oh, man, I don't know. Mid. Okay, yeah. I want to say 98. Sounds right. Maybe it was, maybe it was earlier. Yeah. But, you know, going to, you know, we had these things called uh, Winterfest. Uh huh. And so Winterfest, you would go, and <clears throat> they were hosted in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and you would have you know tens of thousands of uh, people from your denomination. In my case, it was uh, the Church of God, and we would. And the Gatlinburg people are like, hey, everyone, just listen up for this weekend. Just want you to know it's Church of God weekend. So everybody get your stuff together and realize we have a job to do. All right. Move your, uh, keep your snakes inside. (laughs) 
Church of God joke. Put all the, put all the Nirvana albums away, guys. Church of God folks are coming. Yeah. But meanwhile, you were you had them at one point. I had though. them. Yeah. 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 And well, it wasn't at Winterfest, but it was at a summer camp. Yeah, I hear you. Where yeah. you know, like we had the bonfire. Oh and, man. You know because teed it up. Well, yeah, because the devil was the minister of music, of course, right? According to certain translations yeah, yeah. of the Bible. And, you know, in my upbringing, the devil, what Lucifer was, you know, a musician. And so, therefore, that was his way of getting to do, the do, souls do, 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 do. of the young people, right? Yeah, put, and that yeah. was. Get yeah. them with that. You got to get them rhythm. with the music, right? Right, and so because it's a dance, they have sex, man. <laughs> Dancing rock music leads to all sorts of things: yeah. drugs and <laughs> sex and whatever else, hedonism. And so, turns out it was really like some of these some of these amazing musicians got a lot of money when they were young and didn't know how to have responsibility. Yeah, and so they just. Did all the cocaine because they, I was gonna there. say, the, and they did the drugs, yeah. you know. But, but like, yeah. but like, that's a that's something that they did that hurt their lives. Separate from that, did you hear the music that they made? Oh man, you know, only later, <laughs> only later did yeah, I, yeah, you so know? That's, yeah. Um, and I, I'm still. It's funny because being a, a musician, it's it's funny discovering. Uh, artists that everybody kind of took for granted so like that's what i'm going through right now right so so funny story i will i will mention this it's funny and and sad yeah yeah um but so so playing with in the band with our mutual friends steven and jeremy right um they introduced me to a guy a songwriter that i just fell in love with um whose name is um oh shit i can't remember his name. sounds no. like a very important moment of your know, life i know it's very important um uh oh god when was this this was maybe i can help i know well i'll tell you what was I'll, it in the 2010s this would have been 2000 no this was probably 2010s okay um oh god can't I think of his name? Are we supposed to call that the teens, the tens, the twenty tens? I don't know. Twenty teens. God, why? I'm so sorry. I wish you could edit this part. So hundred years before is the nineteen teens. Um, twenty teens. All right, Dan Reader. I don't know. That's that who I'm trying to think of. Okay. Is Dan Reader? Dan the man. I love Dan Reader. Um, he's a filthy old man. Like he's Dan, 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 the man. He's he a is, filthy, filthy old man. He, yeah, like I love him. He's so great, but he's his songs are like, oh god. But lyrically is what it sounds like you're saying. He yeah, uses some naughty he's, he's got, images he's got, in his words. He's got but his songs music like, and his songwriting probably still is solid, right? Or yeah, else? I mean, I would say. What do you like, like about him then? His harmonies, his vocals, his. Yeah, like so the the way that he sounds, the way that he sounds, more so than what he's saying. I mean, I kind of like what he's saying. Heck yeah! You know? All right, so home economy, home economy, right? Can't, Dan is Dan still around? He's still around. He's an old man, Dan. If you ever see this, what a great home Dan economy Reader. candidate! I would love so so. Well, well, what what's 
where where I was going with this is so yeah. Dan Reeder, you know, like he had this song we we actually covered in Lose with Stephen yeah. uh, and Jeremy. Like we opened up our uh, our set with his song called Work Song, and the lyrics literally are, "Sorry, mom and dad, if you ever see this." It's like I've got all all the fucking work I need. I got all all the fucking work I need. And nice. it's just and it just repeats it just over and it. over again. And the harmonies are just mwah, so good. So Dan Reader, work song, if you're listening, really, really fantastic. That's poetry. He said one sentence. Over and, and over again. Said, and that sentence has a lot of depth behind oh, it. Oh, man. And the more yeah. you say it, the more you realize how much depth that sentence oh, it's has. it's so good. It's so good. So I was like really, really into Dan Reader and started doing some research on him. Like, where did this guy come from? You know, he's like weird. He's kind of dirty, you know. He's, he's got, got all the work got, he needs. Well, he's got all the work <laughs> he needs, but he also has these songs about like, well... I'll let you guys. So they're not. It's that not out. all deep poetry. No, no, no. He's got. He's got this one song. What do I want or what do I like? I want food and put. You know the. Uh, the all right. Uh, so he know. knows his priorities. He knows. He knows his priorities. He's got all the work he needs. He's got. He's got work he needs, and it's like ah. He's like oh. Why would you? Um, hey Dan, mm. what are two things about you? Got all the work I need, and I know what I like. And he knows what he likes. <laughs> um, and anyhow, so I was like. Like, where, where did this guy come from? And, like, he was discovered by this guy I had never heard of Okay. at the time. Again, this is probably probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, like, he he was discovered by this guy named John Prine. I know that name. Yeah, I did not at okay. the time. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, John Prine? Who's yeah, John you're like, Prine? Yeah, yeah. You know, again, hey, don't judge me. I grew up. Everybody has those though. They, if they were to judge you, they all they have you know, to do is go through a list, and they have some of those same names. I mean, they have different names, right? Right. But like John Prine, he's a legend, and yeah. now you know. But I didn't know who he was at the time, and so I was like John Prine. So I looked him up on Spotify, started listening to his music, and I was like, Oh my god, I love this guy's music. Hmm. And um, did I? Ever tell you about the time that Joe and I nearly went and saw John Prine in New York? And I don't think so. Something about this seems familiar, but it you didn't. Did, you know, but you didn't do this it. Is, this is one of my. Yeah, you told me this. But yeah, I don't so remember this what is this is one of my big regrets in life. Yeah, is so. I, I am a big fan of. Kathleen Edwards. Yeah. So Kathleen Edwards is a Canadian singer songwriter, and she had, you know, she's been through a lot uh, with her guitarist. Uh, they were married uh, or met, and then got married and then divorced. I don't know why or sure. any any of the drama behind that, but they're still friends. Regardless to this of day. why, it'd be difficult to still be the yeah, guitarist. Yeah, yeah. So, and his name's Colin Cripps, who's okay. also one of my favorite just guitarists. Oh, cool. As a as know, a guitarist, as a guitarist. I mean, yeah. You know, you like, know what I he's love. Doing. I love yeah, yeah. him as a guitarist. Cool. And um, so it was really sad when they broke up, but then it was exciting to hear like, oh, they're still friends, and you know, <laughs> yeah. They're, Maybe they're doing shows together again, and um, anyhow, friends with benefits. 
But the benefits are doing shows together. Yeah. But they were married, so I don't know. Yeah, like so I feel whatever. like yeah. The benefits you know. are allowed. Yeah. So anyhow, so so but after they broke up, this was probably in you know, the you know, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Okay. Um she stopped playing out. Mm-hmm. And so I was really bummed. And but I follow her on social media and you know all the all the yeah all the apps, all the things yep all the things and I found out that she was going to be opening up for John Prine in Buffalo New York so you were like ding I was ding like, boom so Joe and I bought tickets to the show I bought tickets because I wanted to see Kathleen Edwards and um and Joe was like you know he knew John Prine I had only recently been introduced to John Prine. So I was like, cool. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Fine. John Prine, yeah. like he's a legend. Right. But like, I didn't have the history. Yeah. Sure. You know, with you got to put in that time and right, listen right. before you can really. Yeah. So this was probably, I think it was like 2018 or 2019 date in Buffalo, New York. And I checked on the show. So we were, and, and also, Joe and I weren't like super close at the time. Like I'd only yeah. been here. We were neighbors. Um, You're a relatively new neighbor now. Yeah, but settled like, in for years. Yeah, but but at the time, like I was like, he's kind of cool, but like we didn't really really know each other. Um, neighbors like morning, Joe. Right, morning, right, Kevin. Yeah, like we weren't <laughs> playing in a band together <laughs> right. by that point, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know. Two weeks before the show, Kathleen Edwards backs out. Oh. Because she starts tracking an album. And I like I wanted I was going to see Kathleen Edwards. Yeah. Like I didn't, you know, I like John Prine, but I didn't have the reverence that I needed to for to have for him. Yeah. And so, you know, basically I, you know, called called Joe and I was like, look, you know, we had already bought the tickets. It was going to be like $200 loss. But I was like, you know, $200 for the tickets. But going to Buffalo ain't but free. That's not free either. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was, you know, we we just didn't go. And yeah. Joe was like, I'm still up for going if you want to go. And, and I was sadly, I regret this, decided not to go. Yeah. Because a year later... John Prine died yes. of COVID. Yes. And I remember Joe talking to me about that. I was night. really angry with myself yeah. for not going because we had an opportunity to go. We had we had the tickets. Well, I got to say, if one of your biggest regrets in life is not seeing John Prine in Buffalo, you've lived a pretty good life. Yeah. You know, you seem like yeah, a, a stand-up guy. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, but I hate that. It's the little things like that, the the regrets. I know, because he is, like, I feel like he's going to only become more appreciated Mm -hmm. as time passes. He's going to be one of the, he's going to be like a, you know, I'm not going to say exactly like, but he's going to be like a Picasso, right? Where, Mm. like, Picasso was not appreciated until long after his death. I feel like John Prine, he's... Getting the recognition now, but I think that's only going to grow. And yeah, why? Why? Why didn't he? And why will it? How did? 
how did you come to appreciate him? Yeah, that's a good question. That's fair. Because um, home economy didn't exist yet. <laughs> so somebody had to have been filming this guy, right? Did you watch yeah. YouTube videos? Yeah, yeah, it was Boom. YouTube videos. It was, you, you know, have a YouTube watching, channel. These, watching these old performances, and it was like realizing that we had a essentially a Johnny Cash still among us. That's a perfect example, not just because of like style or whatever, mm-hmm. or that, or what you're saying, but... He, Johnny Cash, is the kind of guy that I would much rather see. What do you call it? A, a, a field session? No. Yeah, field a, recording. A, I'd rather yeah. see a field recording of Johnny Cash than a mm-hmm. concert of Johnny Cash any right, day. Right. I mean, I mean, unless he was, unless I could literally get it, it was one of his sure, concerts, right? Sure. <laughs> but that's not what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, some of my favorite musicians. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for their big time official music video or their production in a huge stadium. Mm-hmm. I want to see a I want to see a studio recording, right? Or like something where the microphone's sticking out. Yeah, something that 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 is visceral. Yeah, and there there is no production to hide behind, right? Yeah, you know, and and I feel like as a culture, I think we're really hungry for that, you know, because. Show me what really happened. Right. And doesn't mean you won't redo it if it's a royal screw up. But like Sure, but yeah. If string breaks on the first thing, you go, okay, start sure. <laughs> start you know, over. but like I think I think culturally we're a lot of us, not everybody, but I think a lot of us are really tired of the sort of lip syncing. Yeah. Super Bowl halftime the show polished everything, you know, and there's nothing, you know, logistically. I get why they have to do it at the Super Bowl. I, I totally get <laughs> right. why they have to do that. And and from yeah. what from what I understand, like it's, it's not that it's okay. you know they're not necessarily auto tuning everything. Like it is a a true performance, and they did they still sing the song. It yeah, wasn't exactly. Else it's yeah, it's not Millie Vanilli or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, um, but. I think people... Girl, you know it's true. Oh, man, that was so good, man. <laughs> was... Yeah. Um, but I think I think people really do appreciate... I know I do. I love listening to... So that's that's kind of one of the things I love about, like, TikTok, right? Is, like, listening to musicians on mm. TikTok. And they're, you know, you can... You can since the ones that are okay, like that, that was not a, a legitimate take or they're auto tuning or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, but, but the ones that really, you know, they're imperfect in like just the it, perfect way, endearing and you know, and yeah, like, ways. you know, like it's a little pitchy, but it you didn't just, hit the high, that big note as good as you thought you did. But other than that, it was right, great. Yeah, you know, I love, I love that. I love the humanity that can be captured in the clearing of the throat mm-hmm. is a thing. Like sometimes yeah. in person, they're like they finish a line and they go, <clears throat> yeah, and it's yeah. like, don't little, take that out, don't things, take that out. Yeah, I want things that. Things like that. Yeah. Exactly. And so so with the home home economy stuff, 
Yeah. My goal really is to, yeah, like get, you know, if we need to, if we record it and you're like, you know what, I've got a better, a better take in me, like we'll, we'll do that. But yeah. what I really don't want to do is I don't want to say, okay, we're going to do like five takes. And, and then I'm going to edit it and together then, to seem like gonna, one. And then I'm going to, exactly, right? And there's nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with like, it, but look, it's just I've not what I've done you that before, mm-hmm. and, I, and I enjoy that. I enjoy that. Um, and anyone who's going to do a video, if that's what you want to do, like, I'm still your guy. I can oh, do that. Oh, the, the uh, but, mulberry tree thing? Right. I talked to you for an hour, stumbling over, couldn't get it right, and then you're right. like, let's try this other thing. I'm glad we did it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, we do it. But we other it times, I just want to say something without right. it. It's like, this is what you say is what it is. Right, right. And then something else happens in me. Yeah. And it's got to be the same with a musician. Well, and I, and I think, you know, if, it, if I'm doing my job well, I want to be able to put people at ease. So like today, for example, I was down in Charlotte. I was filming... Um, kid he's got uh cerebral palsy was born with out like his his i guess it would have been his left arm completely like just congenitally uh congenitally sorry i can't speak it i don't know how to say you know like correctly from birth did not have a full arm right yeah and and so you know i was filming this kid uh, you know, for, and there's this nonprofit organization, and they basically give prosthetic arms uh-huh. to people, cool. right? Who who otherwise couldn't afford them, and not just prosthetics. Like this, it was like a robotic arm, right? Um, I'm going. I was going somewhere with this, right? So his story or his him story, or right? You know, being able to like sit with him and like obviously, you know, he's probably. 10 years old, I don't know, maybe 11 and kind of nervous in front of the camera and like just being able to sit with him for a while initially and like getting him to open up and feel comfortable and to be himself and to be able to tell his story um, was like one of the, probably one of the, my favorite things I'll do this year. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. this kid just super brave and like, you know, I have no way of relating to his circumstance. And yet, like to be able to sit with a, a human being and to bring out who their true selves in those moments, I feel like is, a, you know, it's a beautiful thing. And I feel Isn't like I was that trying to like what a director does. It is, it is. But he, but he's not acting, right? So he's it's not different. Acting. Yeah, but it's the same. It's it's helping them get that their yeah. what they want to get out, right? Yeah. And an actor is acting, but it's they're still having to generate that energy. Yeah. Um. So yeah. with home economy, so so do you yeah, want to do that? That's kind of my goal. But is... in music, show me what you. Show me your yeah. real self, right? And, now. and a lot of a lot of people don't need that that cajoling to. You just want to become, press record you know, for them, yeah. Right? A lot of folks are perfectly comfortable in front of a camera. Um, I know what it's like to not be comfortable in front of a camera, and so <laughs> my, my my goal is to, you know, sort of bridge that gap a little bit, and you know. To to 
yeah, to open the world. Yeah. Introduce the world to to who they are. Right? So how would somebody if somebody's like, all right, I'm in. I want to do this for my in, band. Yeah, um, email you or go to your. Yeah, well, they should subscribe. Go, you, we should start with this. They should start with this. How do they find it? Uh, so we're we are at home dot economy, maybe dot TV. So home dot economy dot TV or something very similar. Something to like that. that on YouTube. Home economy. Home, home economy TV. Uh, on we're YouTube. on YouTube, yeah, uh, and then obviously uh, we're we are on um, we're on Instagram currently oh, got, as well. Yeah, I've got the Instagram going. Uh, remember and, that. And name? then also, yeah, same thing. Okay. The Instagram is home economy TV. All right. So like one there's the two dot. e's. There's one less dot. So home economy TV on Homey economy. Homey economy. Yeah. Um, it so sounds like a really uh, poor MC or you DJ know, name, Home Economy. I was trying to figure out what to call it. And I love the name Home Economy. I love it's Home so, Economy. It's similar to Home Economics, but it's different. It's different, exactly. It's good that stuff, was dude. sort of the that was that was the yeah. I mean, clearly the you know the the root yeah of it. You know the the idea of home economics. Um, I took home economics yeah in high school i don't know that they still do that but might have changed the name you too. know i don't know but you know home ec is what home we ec, called it yeah and then there was this grocery store that we used to shop at uh when i lived in charlotte in south end it was called the home economist oh okay you've and had I, some influences yeah there. so there, there was this thing called the, the this yeah it was kind of like That's earth Fair before earth Fair was like you know, uh, a, a massive chain, yeah, yeah, or or at least before that chain came to Charlotte. Yeah, sure. Uh, there was the Home Economist, and nice. I thought, like, I just liked, like, I loved the the idea of just the imagery that it drew up of like home life. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so when so when I was starting this YouTube channel, I wanted something that conjured this sense of familiarity and this sense of um you know hominess like, yeah yeah like you, you you remove the the big lights and the, yeah. the you know the stage and the haze and fog and all but of that but you still have enough good quality there yeah, so that you can see it of, and you can hear it yeah so that, it was and like that this ain't idea free that, it takes that takes time, yeah, it equipment, takes intentionality, money, and, yeah, but it, yeah. but it's it's just so we can see it and hear it yeah. co- correctly, yeah. not to make it something more than it is, but right. to make it what it is, right? So That's so great. yeah, like I don't I don't mean to 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 make the name into some something super deep. It was just yeah, more yeah. of like a I like the idea. Uh, I love the imagery that home economics and home yeah. economy and like house shows home. Like your the land that you live in, yeah. The, the like it's it's something that is um, juxtaposed to the stage, right? Like, yeah, you know, something that is, and yet know, still is a can, stage you, of you sorts. Still, yeah, it, it's still a stage, yeah. and like or a platform, right, or whatever, right, right, right. Still, you know, but it, it's it's a it's a stage that feels more inviting. To well, 
I don't know. Like, and you can pretend you were one of the 40 people sitting outside right. on the bonfire, but it can be thousands of people are watching, right. millions of people. And honestly, watching. what I would love to do, like, so so that's one of the things I love about, like, Tiny Desk that NPR does yeah, is yeah. they actually do have a live audience. And, you know, and this is something that Joe, you know, Mager, who of uh, Wildwood, Community, community market. market also featured on things about things yes. multiple times. Yeah. Um, so, so he's got this, this basement and, you know, we ha- have our band and we practice down there. Uh, but you know, I, it's a fantastic little, truly a tiny venue, right. Where we could literally have, Hey, we're going to invite, you know, 10 people. Yeah. You know, if you had your band playing, ten people could sit. You know, there ten people could just sit behind the control room, by that music, and just right? love it. Yeah, and so that's we're going to be doing that, and that's going to be that part amazing. of that's that's sort of future goals of home economy, um, because it's literally a house show in a very small confined base. You know, so, space. Do you think that if it's videoed, I mean, it, since it's uh-huh. videoed, it puts pressure on the ten people. No, to they're not going to be enjoy, in it. So they won't even be in the no, video. No, they won't even be in okay. it. Okay, then they so, then so they like can you watch a tiny desk performance. You you can hear them clapping. Yeah, but, you but you're not anybody. doing close ups on their yeah, faces. No, no, going, I'm not, oh. I'm not turning. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, maybe we could, but that's not the plan. No, yeah, yeah. No, this sounds great. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be really fun, and I think Boone would really benefit from it. Like I've already since I've you know put out my first video. I've already been contacted by you know two other local bands that i personally really like cool. like i was hoping to reach out to them and they've already like hey yeah this what, what's this thing that you're doing that's like, great you know and i'm like hell yeah like yeah this is this is the point that that's the point of why why i'm doing this is to not just for my benefit because again i'm not making any money i'm not charging anything for this right <laughs> i should i probably should and maybe i'll do like a hey if you want to tip me you know you can venmo me but like look you don't have to you're right? doing it because you want it to exist i want this to exist and I and you have the means to do it i can do it yeah i, I get yeah. it i get you know it. what i mean like boone needs this because god dang it <laughs> it needs there to are happen. so many talented people here yeah. You know, like, let's I feel speak, like, and let's highlight it. Yeah. Why not? You know, no one else is doing it. Right. You know, I can do this. I can do yes. this. I have some similar and, ideas, not in the music world that sure. we're messing around with, which is like house parties and yeah. stuff that like, uh, I don't know that I have experienced in my life that it doesn't seem, I don't know. I mean, I know about like college house parties sure. that exist, but I don't, that's not even what I'm talking about. Yeah. We're, we're I don't want 40s. it to be, yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, not even holding judgment over it, I went to those too. Sure, but yeah. I then eventually I stopped going to those, and I'm talking about something else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. No, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but a venue would be nice, and maybe even yeah. maybe even that could still be... be where it's filmed, right? Yeah, oh, but it doesn't yeah, have yeah. to be because sometimes 100%. the parkway is the, still the winner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I would love nothing more for there to be something like an evening muse in yeah. Dune. Mm-hmm. I we need it. I think there's plenty plenty of opportunity and demand for it. Mm-hmm.